There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Thank you for tuning in to the Tuesday edition of the podcast. We certainly are thankful for the Word of God. It's the words of God that we teach and that we preach. The reason I believe this King James Bible is the word of God is because it contains the words of God. And these are the words in English that God has spoken to us in this day by his son. This is a living book. This is a breathing book. The word of God said in Hebrews 1.1, God who is sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets have these last days spoken unto us by his son. That's the difference. God prophesied as he would. God prophesied how he would by the prophets. He spake to the fathers. And so here we see this is a psalm of the sons of Korah. This is not David speaking here. Rather, this is a psalm of the sons of Korah. And it says it to the chief musician, Mezkil, for the sons of Korah. So this psalm is written for them. And so this song is written to be played. This song is written to be sung. This is a comfort. This is a song of hope. But this is also a psalm of Jesus Christ. These 11 verses are the words of God. And again, as we talk on this podcast, we look at little keywords. There's things that we see, especially in the Psalms, but you see them in other places in the Scripture. You'll see suffering. You'll see crying, agony, sorrow, grief, tears, his soul, his spirit, an offering. When you see those words, we'll see in the volume of the book, it is written of me, Jesus Christ, and he speaks to us through this word. He reveals himself through this book. He reveals himself in this King James Bible, through this King James Bible, in the words that God wants us to see him through. This book will change your life. If you can learn to believe the words of it, why can't men believe the words? Well, there's two major factors. One, they've been taught that it's not the words of God. This is just a translation. And it's not just a translation. It's the word of God that contains the words of God. His word is forever settled in heaven. Uh, cannot God keep his word pure? Cannot God keep his word holy? And then can I say, if, if nothing else is satisfies, would you just look at the historical evidence of the word of God? Before the other English translations, there were power with God. There were great revivals in America, England, Wales, wherever this King James Bible went. There was a move of God, a stirring of God. There was hope. There were countries created. There was freedom of religion. All of those things never before seen in the history of the world. And God gave it to us through the King James Bible. What have we seen since the new versions have come out, especially those starting in the 1960s? 
We've seen prayer taken out of public school, the law of God, the Ten Commandments removed from the courthouses, abortion's been legalized, gay marriage has been legalized, the welfare system absorbs people's lives, they don't want to work, they're not willing to work, they want the government to hand feed them. That's what these other versions have wrought. That's why I say to you, if you cannot believe the textual evidence, you can't believe the evidence of the working of God, would you believe the historical evidence of this King James Bible? There must be some evidence to prove to us it's the Word of God. I've tried it and found it true. I've practiced it in my life. God took an old drunk, saved him, changed him, just an old partier, an old fool, 25 years old, destroyed my life in sin, wine, women, and song. Yet God changed me on the inside. It wasn't a work of righteousness, which I have done. No, it was a marvelous work of God. For the grace of God hath appeared. Let me just rephrase that. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. I've only been able to do any of that because the grace of God that bringeth salvation appeared to me. And God brought salvation to my home and changed me. God brought salvation to my life and changed me. It's the words that God spake. When I see the word soul in the Psalms, you can rest assured this, in the last year I've made up my mind to look and see, is that Jesus Christ? You know what I found? I found him to be true. I found him to have integrity. I found him to be consistent in the word of God. This Psalm is a Psalm for the sons of Korah. It's the chief musician, Machel, for the sons of Korah, to be sung, to be played. As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. This is one of those key words. What are we looking at here? We're looking at a thirsting soul. We're looking at a soul that says, I thirst. We're looking for a soul that is, is at the point of perishing, a soul that is famished, a soul that has been destroyed, seeking the water brooks of God, seeking living water, seeking rest, seeking hope. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? So that question is asked. Again, do we see messianic? No, but we're getting pretty close to it. We see the word of God. We see those key words. We see God begin to expose the word of God. My tears have been my meat day and night, while they continually say unto me, Where is thy God? Where are those tears? Well, we see them. We see them day and night. We see them in the garden. We see them in Pilate's hall. We see them when he watered his couch with tears. We see them on the way to the cross. He's a man of sorrows. He's been beaten. He's afflicted. He's sore. He's bruised. Then we see him on the cross of Calvary, and his darkness comes across the land, and he falls under the hand of the judgment of God. We see his tears again at Calvary, and my tears have been my meat. They sustained him. They strengthened him. They've helped him day and night while they continually say unto me, where is thy God? My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me from the words of my roaring? When I remember these things, and here's another key word, I pour out my soul in me. How did he pour out his soul? Job 16 said he poured out his gall upon the ground. The writer of Isaiah, the blessed prophet Isaiah said of this, when his soul was made an offering for sin, what did he do? He poured out his soul unto death. That's what the word of God said. He said, when I remember these things, what's that? His tears, his sorrow, his thirsting after God. I pour out my soul in me. There again, we see now Jesus Christ. We see the fulfillment of this prophecy in the person of Jesus Christ. For I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise 
with a multitude that kept holy day. What day did he go? Well, he went down to the house of God on that day before that that Sabbath day had cleared what we call Palm Sunday, of course, traditionally in the church. But when he entered into Jerusalem and they triumphantly waved his palm branches and hailed him and wanted him to sit on the throne, he came with the multitude. He came that holy day. He came to the house of God. But then he says in verse 5, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God. For I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. What is the help of his countenance when God turns his face back unto his son again? When his soul is poured out, when his soul feels abandoned, when his soul is cast down, when he's disquieted in his soul, it's the face of God that turns to him again. God shines his face upon his son and he finds pleasure in his son. Word of God told us that he found pleasure in the death of his son. He pleased the Lord to bruise him in the prophet Isaiah. And he said, I shall yet praise him. How is he going to praise him? Because he said, hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Oh, my God, my soul is cast down within me. Once again, he says it. My soul is cast down within me. Therefore, will I remember thee from the land of Jordan and of the Hermonites, from the hill Mizar. And then verse 7 is one of those profound scriptures that just speaks to my soul, ministers to help. Deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water spouts. When did deep call unto deep? When he called his son out of that horrible pit. When he lifted his son out of that awful place. When he lifted his son out and took him across that great gulf and put him in Abraham's bosom where the thief that died on the cross was, where Lazarus was, where the saints of God were. Deep calleth unto the deep at the noise of thy water spouts. We saw when the earth trembled and shook. We saw the wrath of God was poured out. We saw the judgment of God poured out. We saw his soul made an offering for sin, but then deep calleth unto deep. Out of the depths of hell, Jesus Christ said, cried I in the psalmist. So we see out of the depths of hell, out of the depths of the earth, out of the depths of the grave, Jesus Christ himself is about to be resurrected. Deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water spouts. All thy waves and thy billows are gone over me. Yet the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime. And in the night his song shall be with me and my prayer unto the God of my life. What song is that? It's the song of Jesus Christ. It's this song written for the sons of Korah that they might remember Jesus Christ. You say, how are they going to remember Jesus Christ? Because they're hoping for him. Their hope is in Christ. They're looking for him by hope. You and I are looking back at him by faith. They're looking at him by faith also, but it's that hope. By the way, you and I today ought to be looking for hope. We ought to be looking for the redemption of this vile body, looking for that blessed hope. Amen. That is the redemption of this flesh. That's when this flesh will be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's a twofold event. The redemption of this flesh and the glorious appearing of Jesus Christ. He said, I will say unto God, my rock, why hast thou forgotten me? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a sword in my bones, there it is, the word of God, mine enemies reproach me. Well, they say daily unto me, where is thy God? My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Again, we see it over and over again in this psalm. 
Why art thou cast down, O my soul? For the third time he asked that question. Because his soul has been made an offering for sin. That's why. And why art thou disquieted within me? Again, he asks the question. Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him, who is the health of my countenance and my God. What joy there is in the resurrection. What joy there is in the resurrection of his soul. What joy there is in the resurrection of his body. What joy there is in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In Psalm 43, judge me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. O deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man, for thou art the God of my strength. Then he asked this question, why dost thou cast me off? He asked three times in the last chapter, why art thou cast down in chapter 42, O my soul? But then he asked the Lord in chapter 43, in verse 2, Why dost thou cast me off? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? They've waxed sore against him. They've compassed him about. The ungodly have compassed him about. He said, So send out thy light and thy truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy tabernacles. That's the light that has lit the world. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. He asked the Lord to send out thy light and thy truth. What is it? It's the word of God. Jesus Christ himself said, I am the light. Jesus Christ himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. There we see Jesus Christ. I am the light of the world. The word of God is what he's seeking. Even in death, he's seeking the word of God. In resurrection, he's seeking the word of God. That's the faith of Jesus Christ. Let them bring me into thy holy hill, into thy tabernacles. Verse 4 of Psalm 43. Then will I go unto the altar of God, unto God my exceeding joy. Yea, upon the harp will I praise thee, O God, my God. There's the resurrection of Jesus Christ. There he is before God in his rightful place where Stephen saw him standing on the right hand of God. That's that seat that's reserved for him. That's the inheritance of Jesus Christ. That's what he's earned in this life, that he might sit on the right hand of God, judging men and judging us, the saints of God. And then the Bible said he standeth in judgment, and Stephen saw him standing on the right hand of God. Why, he's about to receive Stephen unto himself, that first martyr, that great man of faith, and he's going to receive him unto himself. Why? Because he's resurrected, so also Stephen could live forever. As Jesus Christ was resurrected, so also my you and I live forever. As Jesus Christ raised from the grave, you and I also might rise from the deadness of our life, from the deadness of trespasses and sins. That's why he said, you hath he quickened who were dead and trespasses and sins. Oh, friend, I used to walk according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. But Jesus Christ resurrected me from that spiritual deadness, gave me new life through the word of God, gave me new life in the word of God. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly leave on Jesus' name. Why art thou cast down? Verse 5, oh, my soul, again he asked it for the fourth time, a whole chapter apart. Why art thou cast down, O oh, my soul, and why art thou disquieted within me? And then he said over in, a, in chapter, 11, or chapter 42 and verse 11, hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. Psalm 43 and verse 5, Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, who is the health of my countenance and my God. 
So again, we see a similar psalm, most likely still for the sons of Korah upon Mashkel. But might I say to you, my friend, what we see consistently in these two psalms, we see the hope that is in Jesus Christ. We see the resurrected Savior. We see his soul's been offered for sin, and he's looking beyond the grave, and he's looking at a time when he'll walk before God in the land of the living. He'll walk before his Lord in the land of the living. Two psalms about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Not every psalm that speaks of Christ is about his death, although most are. Not every psalm that speaks about Jesus Christ speaks of the grave, although most do. But what every psalm holds is the hope of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He died to live. He died to resurrect. He died that you and I also might live with him. And my friend, as we see in these two psalms, we close out this podcast, we see the faith of Jesus Christ. We see the faith of the operation of God. And then as he said to us, ye having the same spirit of faith, I believe, therefore have I spoken. We also might be resurrected. We also might pass from death unto life. For by grace are ye saved through faith. What is it? That's the work of God. That's the work of Jesus Christ. And that not of yourselves. Amen. It is the gift of God. What kind of gift? That he died on the cross of Calvary, shed his blood and died for us. And then buried was buried in that grave three days and three nights. Uh, and then resurrected after three days and three nights according to the scriptures. That's the faith of God. That's the promise of God. That's the faith. That's the gift of God in Ephesians 2 and 8. For by grace you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. There's nothing I can boast in, save the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Nothing good in me, nothing I've done to earn it, nothing I've done to keep it. It's in his hands. It's his work. It's his labor. He's called us into the fellowship of his suffering. What a promise. What a joy. What a victory in this man, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Boy, I hate to shut it down today. But I'm recording this on Sunday afternoon. I got to go to church tonight. Hallelujah. I'm going to feed the children, throw them in the van, head to the house of God, and hopefully testify in the house of God of the goodness of God, the mercy of God, the wonderful working of God. Hey, have a great week. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption calleth not. There only was tried. Now the angels of God are rejoicing. For the prodigal child has come home. And the saints all with
Glory to you.